Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode ten of Where Do We Go From Here, a podcast all about the creative industries and how we have made it through the COVID nineteen pandemic. Now, today we are speaking with Lisa Martin. Lisa Martin is a drummer. She was based in London, now relocated to Bristol, originally from Wales. So quite the journey there, and we're looking forward to speaking to her about all things music, unfortunately all things COVID, and what she's doing now as an artist, as a musician, and in all walks of life. So, on to episode ten of Where Do We Go From Here? Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Yeah. Hello everyone and welcome back to Where Do We Go From Here? Today we have Lisa on. Now Lisa is a drummer but you don't want to hear that from me. Lisa, tell us just a, a wee bit about you and what you do. Hello, um, so I know you Alice from ACM where I study drums. Yeah! Um, and after that I was playing drums at actual gigs and tours. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? Real gigs? I know. <laughs> it's a thing that used to happen. Um, you did it. You did a degree, then did gigs. What? I know. What? It's so weird. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> Madness. basically, I'm a drummer. <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So let's kick things off with a what has been your favorite or most memorable gig, whether that be for good or bad reasons. Entirely up to you. Oh. Okay. Uh. Actually, I think... I put you on the spot here, so... <laughs> you know what? I actually I actually know it. Uh, so my favourite gig I've ever done, I think, would either be at Yes in Manchester, which was in a venue that the room we played in was entirely pink, like ceiling to floor pink, which isn't... That's it's, terrifying. It's not relevant to why the gig was good. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> or probably playing the Echo Arena in Liverpool because... Liverpool's a great crowd, and it was just very, very cool. Good vibes. Yeah, it's a great city. I've never had, like, the opportunity to play there, but whenever I've gone, I've been like, God, it's cool. Yeah. It is a really cool they, place. They go, when they go out, they go, like, out. They go out? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's good. Not like us southerners, just like, oh, we're just going out a little. They go out Yeah, they, they don't dress down <laughs> for gigs. Like, they're dressing up, like, to the nines. I mean... Yeah. None of this I appreciate the jeans effort. and t-shirt or, or I can't be bothered. I'll just yeah. turn up. It's like, we're going to a gig. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I cool. think Northern gigs are all my favourite gigs, actually. You've got Liverpool and Manchester there. Like, I think people up north, they go out to have fun. I feel like a lot of gigs in London are quite, like, you're either playing the gig so that some industry person can come see you or something like that. Mm. I don't know. Like, it's just a, it's a good vibe up north. Yeah, there is a there is a very different vibe between like especially the London scene. I'd say even the rest of the UK. I, I don't know how many like South South gigs you've done before, mm. like along the southern coast. Like maybe Brighton, Brighton's a bit has that London vibe yeah. as well. But things like Portsmouth, Southampton, and stuff Portsmouth's like that. Portsmouth's a good like, gig. I did a weird festival there once. Um, oh, did you do Victoria? Is that what it's called? I don't know. It was so many yeah. years ago. Um, but it was great. Like it was. The whole, it felt like the whole of yeah. Portsmouth was at this festival. 
which I think they probably they probably were. were the whole of Portsmouth and the surrounding areas because yeah. like I'm from down there and not very little happens but when something happens you're like hello <laughs> a thing <laughs> yeah. we should go yeah that it, that was the vibe it was it was good yeah um yeah, yeah I'm, I I'm just not feel like the London the scene as a whole <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we we do like we like you all areas of the UK, but um, yeah, I feel like the London scene is very, very different. Very much, I don't know what the word is. Like it's it, like no one can see what I'm doing. Lisa can like it's in its own bubble. I don't have the word. Yeah, you're doing a lovely <laughs> bubble with your hands. It's it's in a bubble of its own, and it doesn't always let outsiders in or let insiders out. Yeah. Like once you're in, you're yeah. just in. Yeah, um, true. And as you said, like gigs you do are for a reason it's not just Mm. that it's a gig not that other gigs aren't for a reason but you know you go with the mindset of right let's meet some new fans let's do this let's see if some people can like our music London there is a different vibe so I get you yeah I get you now you have been living in London for quite some time if I remember prior to the pandemic when I say quite some time a few years five years (laughs) five years cool (laughs) quite some time decade yeah years feels like century feels a long time <laughs> yeah um so yeah you were in london for quite some time now i know you've been actively doing music since uni which props to you bravo and you've had some pretty killer jobs throughout that time but coming into that sort of pandemic season mm. which is now no longer a season and just a era um <laughs> oh like what happened for you so going into that beginning of 2020 hitting March with that lockdown. Everyone who's been on so far has had a different story to tell. So I'd be intrigued to know what yours was. Well, um, the last thing I remember was playing a Cambridge University (laughs) ball, weirdly, where we were supporting Tinchy Strider. Nice. um, Great artist, you know, really love his work. Oh my God, (laughs) that's amazing. (laughs) Um, Just the image of you supporting Tinchy Strider. <laughs> I mean, if you knew the genre, so this, on, is, this is with a band I play with called Phobophobes, and the genre of music couldn't be further from Tinchy Strider. And I, I don't know who booked us, but it was just it was a very weird lineup. And I see that as kind of like the start of the end because that was about a few days before we went into lockdown. <laughs> And I actually went home to Wales. Like, I was meant to be doing a few like shows and I cancelled them because I was ill, which turned out I was ill with COVID and ended up at my parents. Oh, you got the COVID. Yes. And I had it when all the politicians were saying like, oh, that's not in the UK. So I was quite unaware that it could be that. Well, yeah, you probably thought, Got a bit of a cold. Yeah. Not feeling too right. I thought I had flu or something. But anyway, so I went to my parents' farm in Wales and actually ended up getting locked there for three months. So While still paying rent in London. Yeah, yeah. So how did that go down with your landlord? Like, I know that some landlords were quite nice about it and other Mm. landlords were not. Because obviously they brought in the sort of mortgage holidays, but the rent thing was still quite a grey area. Well, she... I wouldn't say she was that nice. She still charged us rent. She didn't make us cover mm. the rent of the people who did leave, which I guess is that nice. I don't know. That's like a normal thing. But yeah, like our one, I remember mine. She was basically like, it was like you pay your rent, the end. Yeah. 
if you leave, you find someone to cover yeah. it, which was so tough in the at that p- particular period. I managed to find someone in June to cover my rent when I moved out of that the particular place I was in. Mm. But getting people to do it when I was like, well, I don't really want anyone in the house. Like, it's not fair on my other flatmates. Like, we want to keep everyone safe. Yeah. And they're like, but the law says you can. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know you. I don't know what you do. Yeah, that's the thing. And I don't know about you, but like in terms of subletting, like my room is full of drum kits and I'm like, I'm not letting anyone in that room. (laughs) Um, I mean, like even if something, not saying someone would do something something with like malicious intent, but like condenser microphones, something gets dropped or anything that's hundreds. I don't know what kind of gear you have, maybe thousands of pounds. And you're just like, yeah I can't exactly. I can't do that it's like I, I do need that space I was really pleased that I was able to keep my flat in London because I ended up going back there in like June um out mm-hmm. of sheer I've, I mean I've not lived with my parents since I was 16 because that's when I went to ACM so having yeah, to live of course there you did the diploma yeah I mean having to live with them at the age of 25 um was not ideal so I mean I I managed to keep my flat um and went back there as soon as I could which was yeah once you could you just went yes <laughs> yeah it was like freedom yeah yeah there is definitely that thing of once you've left you've left it's mm. it is difficult to go back no matter what the circumstance sometimes it's a necessity mm. and other times it's not like I was I was stuck in London because my family all have asthma and I I got into my own head about it and I was like no, not going. Not going home. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep whatever bugs I have up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Share them with the people I was surrounded with rather than with my family. Yeah. Even though my mum works as a cleaner, so she's definitely more exposed than I was anyway and is probably just giving it to everyone anyway. <laughs> no, she's not. She's very safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean, though? She's in yeah. more of a risk category than me who stays at home and sings at my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. But yeah, the thought of going, I think I went home since uni. I think I've been home for a total of like a week. Yeah, same. And that week was like to live as in I didn't have another home to go to. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously I visited, but yeah, it is a very strange experience. It's weird. Um, yeah. How did you manage going back to the farm from London as well? Two very different settings. Very different. And... A bit bearing in mind as well that when I had travelled to Wales, I'd travelled there for what I thought was a few, like a week to recuperate from what I thought was a cold. And I did, so I had about two pairs of trousers and like, you know, a top um, or whatever. I didn't have anything with me. And it was so weird. I don't know. It was, I mean, I, I got a lot of fresh air, I suppose. You don't get that like in London, but. You got some good fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, and some quality family tech. Yeah, of no, I can I can genuinely say the highlight was that every Friday I would go and collect a Chinese takeaway, which is like a half hour drive away because we live in the middle of nowhere, yeah, yeah. like nowhere, nowhere. Um, and yeah, that was what got me through. I think Chinese takeaway. Just your weekly. Well, that's a good like time response thing as well. I think I did a takeaway every two weeks just so I knew what year it was or something yeah you're like so I could see another person far away at the end of the end of like the gate just like hello (laughs) yeah thank you (laughs) yeah yeah so um you actually kind of went into your isolation period a little bit earlier than everyone else then going home from your suspected cold slash 
COVID. Yeah, inadvertently taking COVID around the nation before it was a thing. Um, you're, God, you're such a trendsetter, Lisa. Like, you're doing it before it was even cool. I know, taking it to Wales. No, I didn't know. And also, at the time, no, no, no. we weren't in lockdown. <laughs> I'd like to stress that. Um, but Oh, God, yeah. Like, it's so difficult when you genuinely think, Oh, it's a bit of a cold. And if it genuinely feels like that and you want to know mm. and a government isn't pushing out the signs and the signals, yeah. how are you to how are you to say yeah. like please don't beat yourself up? No bad vibes for you. Lisa. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you did no wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, so um so what did you do over lockdown? What's your story? How did you keep the creative vibe up? How did you manage that in Wales with I don't know chickens and saucepans I guess there weren't any drums down there <laughs> well I I spent a lot of money on getting an interface and some microphones and yeah um I recorded an EP um on the farm actually funnily enough oh um, God, that must be amazing <laughs> it was yeah it, I, it's not like a farmyard sounds EP but you know <laughs> Um, oh, that's just let, let it down. Know, no, no, I'm sure it's absolutely excellent. I've heard a couple of tracks off of it and it is pretty darn good. So do check it out, people. Oh, um, we'll talk more about that later. Mm. Um, yeah, so you sort of started your own artist solo thing. What happened to sort of the rest of your musical life? Talk to me about well, that. Well, yeah, I, well, I did actually have a drum kit on the farm. I have drum kits <laughs> wherever I go. Drum kits will be spread across the country. In the vicinity. <laughs> They'll be somewhere. Um, and... You're like the queen with her homes, Lisa and her drum kits everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> They've got their own estates. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Um, I, I did a bit of remote recording, you know, for a few little things. But to be honest, I didn't, I didn't go massively down that route, which I've got friends that have done that mm. and it seems really cool but I just I don't know in a weird way it was quite nice to focus on other things um so Mm -hmm. I I mean I've sort of yeah kept up with like the band that I play drums in and we actually managed to record some stuff um in person during the summer when things lifted a bit and stuff like that um that little flurry of freedom wasn't it oh god what was that weren't it the the southern coming out in me I gotta reel that back in yeah that was a weird three months because it felt like it could be the end I know and god it was not we were lulled into a false sense of security I think and, uh... I can't even think back to what I was thinking at that time so obviously we'd had that complete nothingness of March April May June July August you started to get that lift and then god what were we thinking I remember we met up a couple of times because we mm. were allowed to it was wonderful, you know, with oh, our... Oh, yeah. You came to my cucumber party. Eat out to help out. Oh, yeah, I came to your cucumber party. That sounds really weird out of context. Do you want to <laughs> explain what oh, yeah. that is? Look, for the listeners at home, uh, if you've never been to a cucumber party... <laughs> so, yeah, the listeners at home, because that's where you have to be. Yeah, obviously. Right obviously, now. You know. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I got really into gardening um, when I moved back to Deptford and I grew two very fine cucumbers as I'm sure you'll attest because you've eaten them well I, I mean I was the one that I detest cucumber oh, yeah. so I came to a cucumber party and you're handing out the the fruit of your your endeavors like it's you've like crafted these cucumbers and there's me like can I just have the bread oh yeah of course you just <laughs> had bread and butter well you know it was lovely to see you anyway <laughs> 
Um, I mean, it, for, of all the cucumbers I've eaten, um, it's probably the one I hated the least. Oh, oh, that's good. Well, you know, that's what we aim for. <laughs> we'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but they were weirdly spiky. Like, I didn't realise this, but like some breeds of cucumber have spikes on. Um, this is obviously fascinating. I feel like I'm a gardener's <laughs> question time. Well, that's what we're slowly turning that show. Where do we go from here? Where do we garden next? Yeah. Um, it's going to turn into ground force by the oh, end of yeah. this. Uh, that, that is... Anyone who doesn't know that reference, what, what? Alan Titchmarsh. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, what a programme. We religiously watch that as a family. It's quite sad. Oh, we used to watch that. I mean, to be fair, there were only like four channels back in the day. Oh, back in the back day. In the day. <laughs> Did your family record things on VCR and then watch it back as well? Um, I don't think we were that organised, to be honest. We had our, we had our routine. Oh. We'd watch Scylla Black. You know, blind date every week. <laughs> oh, blind date. Bring on the boys. <laughs> Bring on the boys. <laughs> yeah, that was a much better Silla Black impression than mine. I have not seen blind date, so I'm glad I did it justice. <laughs> oh, wow, I'm impressed if you've not um, seen it. <laughs> oh, God, my, my family, like, worships the Radio Times. I swear we had, like, stars next door watching that one we're videoing that one on the upstairs tv right okay we have got this like order of things to watch mm. <laughs> it's quite That's painfully very organized. organized yeah i can't say that we were i mean it makes my accounting very easy i'm just like right if this was a tv spreadsheet what would i do oh, God. So, yeah speaking of that is something actually that'd be interesting to ask you now I had quite a good year before COVID. I was quite chuffed, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> kicking things off. Then the tax bill hits this January. Mm. What the hell was that? I know. <laughs> Creatives out there, did this happen to you? <laughs> I mean, I fully expected it, but I didn't expect like the soul draining pain of handing away thousands of pounds in tax. <laughs> Yeah, after the year we've just had. <laughs> after the year, I'm like, I really want you to just take into account mm. what has happened yeah. before you th- you give me this tax I bill. Know. Because you're going to give it back. <laughs> Not because I really want it, but as in, I, I will take yeah. it. But because that is how the system works. Like, the amount of loss we're all making yeah. in money. Like, as much as we are working and we're grateful to be doing what we can, it doesn't compare to how things work. No. Yeah, so, it's... yeah. Oh, and the greatest bit on mine, I paid back something like ridiculous, like a hundred pounds my student loan. I was like, oh wow, wow. <laughs> as a first for everything. I'm so glad that's happened this yeah. year. Yeah, no, I've I've never had to repay my student loan yet, um, and I'm weirdly, I don't know. I've never had any letters about it. Like, <laughs> I feel like. Are you sure? Have okay, they I think there's a problem going on with yours here. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I think there's a problem going on here, you know, because I get letters where it's like, this is your interest, which is now amounting to almost the same as my student loan. <laughs> I know, so mine is Student Finance Wales, and they, they have this really jolly pink website, and when I log in, it's like, you've borrowed this much, and then you're like, are you going to ask me to repay it at any point? <laughs> Apparently not. Um, <laughs> I just imagine you opening it, it's this beautiful pink website, it says like, you owe blah, 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 thousand, and then just a sheep hops through like, bah, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it's all very friendly, you know, they're not, they're not worried about getting this money back. And uh, yeah, that's a good thing. But I had the same as you with the tax, like the year before yeah. this year was easily my best year for 
music and career and all yeah. that. And I feel like we've been stung quite hard by this because it's the beginning of our careers. You know, it's the first yeah. five years. Well, this, I think, is the fifth yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's when you build your career. And to have, like, the building part mm-hmm. taken away, you're like, do I have to start again? Yeah, it's terrifying, isn't it? Like, I, I don't know about you, like, I just got to that point where I was sort of in my second year of being, like, fully just music. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's... To get to that point and then have it just taken away, you're like, oh, this is painful now. Like, you know, when I think about five yeah. years ago, all the little odd jobs I was doing, um, most of which I was fired mm. from because I'm a terrible employee. This is why I'm a self-employed. Yes. You can't fire yourself. Yeah. That's why. That is why. You, just, you just get really angry at yourself. You're like, why are you so stupid? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to watch Netflix. You have things to do. No. Yeah. Sorry. Like, with with my face doing yeah, that, it's probably a lot more entertaining than like, hearing it. <laughs> doing like the golem. Is it golem? Golem. <laughs> golem this golem your speaker (laughs) yeah i don't know what that was (laughs) yeah it's like it's like golem my precious Uh, yeah yeah um but yeah having that rug pulled out from under you was definitely a toughie Mm. and i'm not sure it hit me instantly obviously because there was like the talk of it being like oh three weeks we oh my god it's that golem thing it's got to me (laughs) we will review it (laughs) And I definitely had the hope, like, okay, I'll be gigging in summer. Yeah. Those festivals will come back. Yeah. I'll be doing big choir gigs. Life is going to be awesome again. <laughs> yeah. uh. I know, I know. It's really sad. I mean, me and my band were going to go on a tour. I think that was in, like, March slash April. And then it was kind of depressing. So I moved to Bristol in September. Um, and I actually walked past a gig venue and my band's poster for the tour was outside the <gasps> venue and I was like, this is really sad. <laughs> You're just looking at like the dream. Yeah, I was like, this is cruel. Just take the poster down. <laughs> it's like something out of a movie. You couldn't write that. I know. Oh, you could write that. Yeah. But, you know, like, you know, walking past the venue of <laughs> yeah. like, your hopes and dreams presented to you. Mm-hmm. Now, we've kind of jumped a little there. So we went through like the hopeful summer. Mm. We had some cucumber. It was fab. Yeah, it was great. You got to Bristol. What made that decision happen? Like Bristol's great. Love Bristol. Mm. So I see many reasons for you wanting to go there. But um, what was the deciding factor? What kind of happened while you were in London that made you make that choice? Well, when I was in London, to be frank, you know, I was on universal credit, living the life, and I was like, I could stay in London and figure this out. But then I was like, I kind of actually want to use this as a time to do something else. Um, Because Mm -hmm. it was kind of apparent that because, like, I'm so reliant on gigs, like, I don't do loads of teaching or anything like that. Like, it was just so apparent to me that loads of my income wasn't going to be there. Um, So I decided to do a master's degree. Um, and I wanted to do it in Bristol because I've got like, um, I just love Bristol. It's a great city, but like, you know how it is usually as a gigging musician, you kind of have to be in London. I don't know if it's bad to say that, but in my experience, that's kind of true. It's definitely how it, how it was like as a, definitely as a session, you have Mm. to be able to get to London. I don't think being in London is the necessary, but being able to be able to drop everything and be like, I'll be there in an hour. Yeah, exactly. Like, Or or you can just be like, I can be there 
just give me some time yeah. i will be there rather than being like oh yeah i'm in inverness <laughs> yeah lovely uh, let me get on a boat or yeah. i'll be there in like a day yeah. like any faffing like that people just go we'll find someone else don't we? yeah i just i've always felt like completely tied to london so i kind of saw it as like a hmm. rather than and also like i lived in like a you know block of flats in deptford it wasn't exactly like the best place to do lockdown um glamorous very i mean you've been to my flat and you'll attest that it is very glamorous i liked it <laughs> yeah i liked your flat i liked the bird call man was that what it was? oh yeah, yeah. This is what was this it? was the... a real mystery. Can... Did I you... tell you that we solved it? No, you didn't tell me you solved it, but can you replicate the bird call? Because I can't remember it. I only heard it once. Okay, but I can't whistle, which so I'm gonna have to just sing it. Okay, just do like an ooh. Okay, so, it was okay. Like a... so there was this mysterious like <laughs> whistling sound that happened, what was it, like every day at six AM or every something? Every day at six PM. Six PM, sorry. Um, and it went like this. How did so it go? So imagine this is whistling. It was do 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 do. Do, do. Or something like that. Something along those The lines. dulcet tones of Lisa Martin. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, so that sound happened regularly at 6pm. And when I was talking to you last about that, it was a mystery. It was a mystery. This is one of the fabulous... One of the fabulous things you learn in lockdown is like your neighbour's habits. Yeah. Or like well, we, things that happen. We thought it was either a weird bird or some sort of local... I don't know. Like, we didn't know what it Thing. was. Like, it was like a... It was a, a kind of weird urban mystery. Like, the Deptford Whistler, we called it. Yeah, and didn't... <laughs> the Deptford Whistler. That sounds so, like, ominous, but also very fancy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it? I okay, need to so, know. Uh, well, yeah. So, basically, just before I left that flat, um, we heard the whistle. And it's quite a long whistle, as you've heard. So we ran... Do, do. <laughs> goes on and on it's in my head now i got it something like we ran to the balcony (laughs) and we're like searching and there's this courtyard with all the blocks of flats around it and then i see it and it's this guy whistling and running towards him is his cat and the cat oh my god (laughs) ran in the flat (laughs) and he closed the door and the, the following day i went to check again and he's calling in the cat that's the cat whistle. Yes. Do you think it works on any cat or just that cat? Are you saying he's like the Pied Piper of cats? I'm not sure. It's the cat whisperer. Yeah. Whistler. I just love that he's I can... able to communicate so well with his cat that they've developed an actual melody that they stick to every day. <laughs> he's like, if you hear a different melody, just... that's not me. <laughs> I've just got images of someone learning it and like whistling at 5.45 <laughs> and the cat being like... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I want to go. I'm being called. It's not right. <laughs> this is not what I want. Oh, we should have tried that. <laughs> I don't know why it's now turned into a musical now. Not of cats, but like, oh my God, what's the film? Oh, oh no, I don't, I don't know what I want to reference, but some kind of musical, some terrible musical where the cat just stands up like torn by its, its whistle ambitions and then yeah. its reality. Anyway. We digress. Yeah, I, I learned some strange things about my, my neighbours while here in this lockdown. We've got one person who paces at 5am. Oh, wow. Gosh. A lot on That's interesting. Mind. I only found that out, like, I went through a bit of a phase of not sleeping properly. I don't know if that happened to you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Happens, it happened to quite a few people. I just could not get to sleep to the point if I had 
anyone breathing, moving, thinking, mm. I'd be like, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. Like, it got quite, quite bad. <laughs> and I couldn't sleep. And then at 5am, all I just hear is, just like, and I was like, where are you going? This is pacing. Just, pe- but like with some speed and force to their feet. <laughs> That's very odd. That is very I odd. I mean, we definitely have someone around here that has a woodworking company because, I mean, there's only so many shelves you can put up even mm. if you are rehauling your whole house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, like, like, the whole lockdown DIY thing. I mean, I feel like, is there a better time to do that than when everyone is stuck working from home, you know? like I know, you've got, it's kind of like, you hate those people, but then you're kind of like, I, I can justify why you're doing this now, because you've got nothing else to yeah. do. But could you not? Yeah, it makes sense, but it's also, yeah, I don't know. We're quite lucky here, because we we live now above a nail salon and an Indian restaurant. Both of which are... The smells. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I live a very glamorous life, as you can tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're both closed, so we're essentially above no one, which is quite nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, if, has that Indian restaurant ever been open while you've been there? Oh, yes. And I had this amazing thing that I've never had called, I think it was Palak Kofta. It was incredible. nice yeah sounds amazing yeah what is it it's like a falafel ball in a tomato-y kind of curry sauce but just a hundred times nicer than falafel i don't know what it is but so what you said but not what you said yeah i'll leave i'll leave (laughs) the mysteries to them i don't know what it is mysteries so yeah anyway you've moved to bristol now tell us more about like degree you've you've chosen Mm. like that master's if you if you wish obviously tell us as much or as little be mysterious Mm. I don't mind (laughs) um but yeah so what made you choose the particular degree you're doing because it is like in some ways linked to music but um in some ways very much not so I'd just be intrigued as to what made that turning point for you yeah it's actually it's very different like having done obviously a drumming degree before um, the I hit things degree. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Um, so this is gender and international relations um, at Bristol. Mm-hmm. And it's incredibly different. Like you actually have to read things, which we didn't have to do at ACM, as you'll know. Um, books. Actual <laughs> books. <Yeah>. Books. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, books with words in instead of like pictures of dots. And yeah. Lies. Yeah, I know. It's so strange. But. Um, so basically, the decision to answer your question, it was um, kind of the summer and I was having obviously a bit of a life meltdown. I had a cruise ship contract coming up that was cancelled. Yes, I remember I remember you were talking to me when it got cancelled and yeah. I remember how gutted you were. And I cannot imagine what it must be like still being in the cruise industry, right? Well, not in it mm. right now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um yeah. Yeah, God. I, that I must mean, be a tough I've never one. done one before, but it, it was going to be a winter in the Caribbean, which I'm sure would have been awful, you know. I'm not... <laughs> um, no, I'm, You're not I'm... upset about that at all, right? I'm very nearly over it. Um, <laughs> but I decided okay, I wanted soon? to. Okay, too soon? Do we need to just leave that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's all good. I'm just, I'm not, I don't like winter, so, you know. But, um, 
Yeah. Oh, so this I... is great for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this whole. I have one of those. Stay, stay where you are in the cold. Oh, I know. I have one of those really bright lights that I sit in front of and just pretend. Oh, yeah. are they like the vitamin D lights, yeah. like the fake sunlight lights? That's it. Oh, my friend has one. I've been very tempted by one. Still, I just fill, my, fill myself with multivits and hope I don't, Ooh, you know, yeah. have too much or something. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like glowing. I'm sure you'll survive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just wanted to do something with the year, really, because I had kind of all these plans and I I didn't want to just sort of wait for the work to trickle back in. I wanted to do something like mm-hmm. big and different and like... I've always wanted to actually read one of the other, like a book and learn something, you know. <laughs> Make it sound like you've never read a book before. <laughs> I don't know, I've been drumming for a long time. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. They gave you the book and you were like, can I hit this with sticks? <laughs> yeah. Is this like a, a weird guiro? Yeah, like what is this? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I just sort of thought, well, I'll do that for a year. And then by the end of the degree, hopefully, this will all be over. And that's the plan. So the end of the degree for you will be August, yes. right? Yes, yeah. So I feel like you have had a more realistic view on what's going to mm-hmm. happen than certainly I. <laughs> I have had the optimistic and hoping that people will use their common sense and follow rules and not be stupid. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not blaming people. I know that the government has made some slow decisions. Um, I'm not sure what your opinion is on that, whether it's government or people. I feel it's a mix. Um, I think it's, I think the government's been really bad. And I think the problem is that like, I think people... <laughs> that was said in such like an impartial way. <laughs> I think they've actually been quite bad. You, I know? Think, <laughs> you know, just a layman's opinion here. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I think that people gave up hope when that guy drove to Barnard Castle or whatever it was, Dominic Cummings. I think oh, people, you can't blame people yeah. because they are only acting in... Like so much as the setting, I can't speak. the The way that I know exactly, you know what, what I you're mean. Saying. Yeah. People are the the mood of the country is affected by the fact that the people leading the country aren't following the rules. You know, so I think yeah, it's like how can you trust a government that doesn't adhere to its own guidance? Exactly, that's a much better way of putting it. Um, well, no, but I'd listen to you go mm. through my entire thought process verbally. So. Yeah. Thank you for doing Sorry. that. Meant I didn't have to. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I had that hope of like, okay, March, I'm gonna be gigging and things are gonna be relatively back to normal because the government will have made decisions that mean it is not. This is not present in our country as much. Mm. Obviously, we couldn't have predicted this whole variant, splag, whatever this is. Splag. Um, <laughs> that's what. That's a scientific term. Yeah, love that. Um, but. Like, there was no way that was going to happen, like, looking back with the... But then again, I remember in September, is it, or August, you moved? You moved in uh, August? I moved in September, so I applied really late in the yeah. summer. Um, it was, like, really last-minute decision, to be honest. And I was... It was between moving here and moving to Nice, which my brother did. Um, to France? To France, yeah. Um, Small hop. <laughs> why not? <laughs> um... Which I didn't do, but yeah, it was September, but it was all very last minute. I mean, I'm just pointing that out because it's not like I had this whole plan. It was just like a sort of, eh, I'll throw stuff at the wall snap and decision. see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, well done for getting in on your snap decision. Thank Bravo. You. 
Um, yeah, yes, that gesture is exactly it for people who didn't see that. Just think of like a queenly gesture, like <laughs> I did this. It was wonderful. Um, so yeah, like I honestly, I think I said it to you. I was like, are you sure that this is what you want to do just in case music comes back? I said something mm-hmm. along those lines and you're just like, I don't, I, I remember you've been quite confident. Like, I think this is probably the right thing to do because it's not coming back anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, how naive was I? <laughs> you still had hope, hope in your heart, yeah. I, I'm like I, a young gazelle jumping yeah. into the lion's mouth. <laughs> oh dear, I don't know. I mean, you've got to look on the bright side. And I think when all this is over, like I know personally I've regained a lot of the love of music that maybe from trying to pay rent in London for so many years with it, you do get a bit tired and a bit burned out and like it's nice to be like writing songs releasing songs or whatever and doing it for the love of it now like yeah you know yeah I completely get you the burnout thing I think we've all had it whether we're working music full-time or using something else to supplement like you work stupid hours you get burnout and then you're like why the hell do I do this Mm. throw a strop eat some more teasers go oh now I've put on some weight go for a run do it all again that's exactly yeah that kind of thing that's the cycle um and like I actually took I was like right I've got some time no one's employing me because no one cares uh (laughs) there's nothing to do Mm. what am I gonna do I was like, is music really the right thing? Should I just do something else? I looked into being an accountant, Lisa. I haven't told you this before. Have a laugh. Go on. Have a laugh. Have a giggle. An accountant. (laughs) Yep, me. Me. Oh, those (laughs) eyebrows. Look at that. All right. I'm quite good at my accounts. I'm not sure how reliable I'd be with other people's, you know? Can you do my accounts? Anyway, so I looked into it. (laughs) Only if you pay me and put in your, like, little tick box, I did not get help from an accountant because, you know, (laughs) I should not be trusted. But yeah... And I was like, right, I'm going to take a week out from doing any form of music. And I made myself not sing for a week. And it was absolute torture. Like, that sounds like such a a lame thing to describe as torture. Mm. But I was just like, this is really hard. (laughs) Like, I could still listen to music. And I think that was the hardest thing. I was like, listen to music and I can't do anything with it. Wow, that's amazing that you actually did that. Like, like, I'm not even going to sing along to songs like in the shower. Oh, we have a brief pause in the works. We have a brief pause. You have returned. Please tell me what you just said, Lisa. The joys of technical difficulties. Keeping that in the podcast. Uh. That's going out. Everyone, I hope you're entertained. (laughs) Talk to me. (laughs) I was just saying, I'm amazed that you actually did that a whole week with no singing. It was tough. I mean, I lay down a lot. I I started sewing. I was like, all right, I'm going to make cakes. I cooked a lot. But I was like, okay, I can't find anything to actually replace it. So I'm obviously obsessed and have to carry on. That's the terrible thing, Alice. It's like you realise that (laughs) there's nowhere to turn. This is what I've realised this year. I'm like, the world can literally crash down and I will still want to make music. It's so annoying. It's like, why can't I want to do something that people will pay me loads of money to do? (laughs) But no. Yeah, I'm like... It's one of those... Oh, no, I could... um, go save a small country i would love to do that because i'd love to help people and i'd be like yeah but how can Mm. i sing while i do it is there a way is there (laughs) a way you're like oh it's so annoying it's just like music leave me please don't leave me because i don't know what i'd do without you you soul sapping (laughs) lovely thing (laughs) i know okay sorry we don't know so yeah you got into doing this degree now 
interesting thing to actually ask you is how it has been studying and what I assume has been very little in-person contact. Yeah. Have you had any lectures, like actual lectures? No, only two. Um, And how did those go? How did it feel compared to, I know our uni wasn't really lectures (laughs) in the same way. No. But the typical university experience, how would you compare it? Well, that's partly why I wanted to do this, because obviously our uni was not the the uni experience. Like, it was so different. Um, <laughs> yeah, with our, our lectures in the Odeon cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got the feeling that they were making it up as they went along. But equally, it was just constant performance, which was great. Like, I loved that about it. You know, It like, was you everything you would every expect day. from a music academy. <laughs> Like, yes. <laughs> where are you based? Um, On top of Weatherspoons, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I lived in that Weatherspoons. I mean, that was it was great. It was, was the discount. The discount got it. Alice, did you ever try the Weatherspoons bin wine? Oh, that was my go-to. The um, private that bin. A, the private bin. <laughs> I was reminiscing about this the other day. Um... I think that it costs something ridiculous, like £2.30 for a glass of, of Weatherspoon's beer. It was £6 pound for a bottle with the ACM mm. discount. <laughs> Obviously, we had such classy, you know, <laughs> lives back then. Oh, um, yeah, we, we weren't poor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... Yeah, so how has your uni experience differed this time? <laughs> well, it's all on Zoom, which is not ideal. Um... And like I said, you actually have to read like a lot, uh, which again, you know. Um, I love that that's the biggest surprise you've taken out of this. <laughs> well, like, what is all this? No, but I, I don't know, like it might sound bad, but compared to ACM, it's a lot more chill because with academic studies, nobody puts you on the spot. Like you just, you know, in, I remember being like in drumming lessons and stuff back at ACM where like it would regularly be just like come up and play this in front of everyone you know and everyone in the room is like Mm. obviously drummers um and there's literally none of that with a normal degree like I don't realize how easy everyone else had it like you don't have to perform at all you just sort of have to write stuff down it's a lot more chill it's um you know it's a different vibe um but yeah, I don't know. It is very different. Mm, but I guess that also that university experience isn't as present. I don't know mm. how it is for you. Do you have that vibe in your house at least? Because like, there's no such thing as freshers week. I don't even know if master's <laughs> students would go to that. Would that be like the new <laughs> yeah. thing? I don't know. I had an interest. So when I first moved here, I was like, well, I'm going to do all of it. I'm going to join the societies. I'm going to get what I can. I joined the Windsor. Give me the chess club, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> I joined the windsurfing society on a on a whim. That was fun. Um, but mm. the thing is, I mean, I'm 25, but I feel so old when I go to these like uni <laughs> events. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's I'm amazing! Not I'm not I disclosing was... my age on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was literally in a Weatherspoons back when you know September, whatever. Everything was more chill, and um this guy was telling this story and he was like, ha ha ha, like, I'm such an old man now. I'm 22. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I was like shuffles away slowly like literally goes back to her zimmer like bye god I was definitely that person at uni because I was a year or so older when I went I think I was maybe two years older than most people Mm. and it didn't help with ACM that you could be 17 and start the degree that's what Um, I did so I think Yeah. yeah I was a year or two older than the standard starting age, plus you had that extra year. So mm. I was sat there like, I'm a pensioner. <laughs> yeah. I have no hope in this, In this, you know, there's a industry where youth is a thing to be desired. And <laughs> then like I remember just sitting energy, like, though, I'm so for, old For now. that, you had this so sort of old. like, you know, bitter, sarcastic vibe. <laughs> I feel like I've lost that with age, which I'm quite glad of. You know, I'm actually a nicer person now. Oh. Like, I wouldn't be afraid of me. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely scared of your ACM, but it's all good now. So many people have said this. I'm so nice. <laughs> you are nice. I know this now. I'm so nice. It makes you feel ill. <laughs> Honestly, it was just like you were so like worldly to us then, because I don't know how old you would have been. Worldly. But... You just knew. Hilariously, I hadn't at this at that point. I think I'd been abroad once, and that was to Spain. I hadn't <laughs> seen the north of the country apart from for a university visit. I hadn't been to Scotland. <laughs> I still have not been to Ireland. I haven't been to Ireland either, actually. Yeah, well, I really want to go. Like yeah. as soon as I can, I'm going. I'm going straight there. Seeing as that's the only place I'm allowed now. I know. Brexit. Well, are we even allowed there? <laughs> I think there's like some kind of clause. No, no, you're all good. There's got to be some kind of Ireland clause. You know, imagine Northern Irish people just stepping over the border like, oh, naughty. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm sure that's I'm waiting for the day when there's like news report. (laughs) Oh, naughty. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for news reports of people swimming over to Ireland from Wales. Just like, I needed freedom. I needed Europe. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe it'll be the other way around. I don't know. Oh, God. But, um, Who knows? So we are so good at digressing. Like, uh, <laughs> tangenting yeah. off left, right, centre. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we're getting to how university is very different. Now, I don't know if there's, was ever in your course anything like presentations. Does that kind of thing still go on? Yeah, I actually had to give a presentation in week one, um, which... <laughs> what? <laughs> I actually, I volunteered because, you know... I am a performer. Lisa, you are a fool. You're a fool. You drum for a living and you volunteered for a presentation. This is a lot about your personality like, type. Give me the attention, please. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was... <laughs> I don't know, it was, it, was, it was interesting. It was... Again, I feel like there's this big thing that most people on the course... I don't know. I feel like the performance doesn't scare me. Um, so in mm. a way that's kind of like quite nice to feel confident and I don't know if that's partly being a bit older as well like just having not being scared of other people if you know what I mean um, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know I'm I'm really enjoying it to be honest I didn't know if I would hate this course and there's been days when I've been reading about the UN or something and I've just hated it and I'm like why am I doing this but honestly it's really fun like a lot of the time very different do you feel like not having the whole proper university vibe has changed your experience to how it could be or for the better for the worse what do you think oh yeah there's obviously so much like it's a real shame like 
there's all these amazing buildings and there's all these talks that they put on with really cool people but it's on zoom and I'm like I don't really want to add another two hours on zoom to my day you know um Mm -hmm. so and obviously like Bristol's an amazing place to go out and see gigs or whatever and there's none of that so it's really really different but in terms of like this year I think we all just have to accept like whatever you do is gonna be like compromised in some way so Mm -hmm. now a lot of or a few of my it's gonna sound like a really weird thing to say a few of my vocal students are university students as well and I've got a mixed mixed view from them on the whether they should have moved to their university campus or area or just stayed at home. Mm. Um, what's your view on it? Do you feel like the moving there is kind of still necessary or is it something that's kind of hit and miss? It's not at all necessary. And this is why I understand why people are annoyed. Um, and if it wasn't for the fact that Bristol is a great place to live, especially in a lockdown, like it's a lovely city, It doesn't have that London thing where you have to get public transport to get around. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I can walk around it a lot. Um, So I'm glad I moved here. But, you know, you don't need to. And I think that is frustrating. Like, I think if you were paying to live in an expensive city, uh, it would be pointless, you know. Mm. Yeah, which I know there has been a lot of, I wouldn't say uproar, disappointment around that people are moving to do their courses or with the hope that they will be going into their courses in the near future and it's always just being taken and taken and taken so anyone who is at university going through that I feel you feel your pain well I don't because I just pay extortionate rent to live in a place I don't need to live but that's just my story (laughs) (laughs) well at least you're spending a lot of time in the house you know like you're you're getting your money's worth oh I'm getting my money's worth (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying your degree. I cannot wait to hear what comes out of it at the end and what new yeah. skills you have. Now, one thing you mentioned previously, you've been, you've been, la, 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 la. you have been working on your own artist stuff. And I'd love to hear like the progression of that from when we last spoke as pals, mm. you know, in August, like how it's gone since yeah. its beginnings. Well. What is it? Talk to me. <laughs> um, well, pre-COVID, I was just starting to gig with a band, um, and, well, I hadn't actually done a gig yet, we were rehearsing, and we were about to record an EP, so that's the EP that we ended up recording remotely in lockdown, um, mm-hmm. and then I released a single, and that has been picked up um, by, like, BBC Introducing over in Wales, which has been really cool, um, so nice. Wales is... And what's the the names of these bands and your own artist project because it's not Lisa Martin does drums. No, it's, it's not. Uh, so <laughs> something else. Um, my solo project is called Adarin, which is Welsh for bird. Um, so that's A D E R. Was that inspired by the bird call man of Deptford? <laughs> yeah, maybe subconsciously. <laughs> subconsciously, he was in your head. You knew what he was doing. Yeah, every day, you know, whistling clearly had an impact. I don't know, I mean... You'll actually hear it, like, sampled on your next record or something. God, that would be great, wouldn't it? I should have recorded it. <laughs> Find a way. Yeah, yeah, go back there. Um, but yeah, no, I... So that's... Uh, it's kind of, like, connected to my Welsh roots, if you will. Um, uh-huh. With, I don't know, there's been a lot of support in Wales um, 
for that project, which has been really great. So that's kind of why I wanted to give it like a Welsh name, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, what's um, been its, yeah. this project's development? Are you still still giving it a go? Or are you, you sort of having a break from it? What's going on? Oh, I... No, I'm definitely not having a break. It's literally like a full-time job at this point. Um, I... I was really pleased. So I got onto um, Forte project, which is an artist development uh, project, which takes nine artists every year and like just gives you like industry support. And I'm meeting loads of really great people in the industry and learning a lot. Um, but mm-hmm. they <laughs> having that extra support has meant that I am now having to get into gear and actually like <laughs> record stuff and you know promote it all properly um rather than just releasing it kind of like I did last time and hoping for the best um so yeah no it's very busy actually at the moment with all that um there's a single coming and how are you managing to combine that with a degree is that troublesome yes (laughs) um (laughs) currently on reading week which is no degree but loads and loads of Adair and stuff um like just you know working on communicating with producers and stuff and having stuff mixed and then trying to make a music video in lockdown, which is fun. I'm sure lots of people have had so that. So you're doing like ACM versions of reading week where you just practice tons yeah. and write stuff. Yeah. And I remember our reading weeks, they were like, yeah, it's reading week. And I was like, we've got no books. <laughs> yeah. Our library so has two maps. So people really need to understand. We, we literally do not have books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I have loads of books. None of them have writing in, you know? Yeah. Um, so what have you got coming up in the near future with Ad- Adarin? Adarin. 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 I knew I'd said it wrong. That's why I said it like a robot. <laughs> Adarin. Yes. So um, tell us, what's coming up next for that project? So uh, my next single is coming out, which is called Silver Screen. And um, the music video for that will be coming out. And then after that, I'm going to hopefully record some more, release some more. I'm just going to keep releasing songs until I can gig again, I think. <laughs> just bombard with music. So the last song you brought out, that was called Lucasade. Was that the last one you brought out? Did you bring something else? Only Lucasade so far. It's just been the one. Grand. And the next one is called Silver, Silver Screen. Screen. Oh, it's almost like I listened to you, Lisa. This is great. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, Lucasaid is cracking. Is there any, like, you know, wh- where was it you filmed that? In a pond or something? You filmed Lucasaid in a pond, was it? I actually Epping got a UTI from that and I remember... pond. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we sacrifice things for our art. Um, we do. Yeah, so all good now. All tickety-boo in, the, in that department, I'm sure. <laughs> it's been a long time, Alice. <laughs> Like has been a long time months. imagine you're like nah i'm suffering <laughs> away <laughs> the pain um yeah. yeah so is there any pond dwelling in this new video i've your... learned my lesson read the pond to be honest um so uh the, we're actually filming it this weekend me and um sophie uh who you don't know but she's an up-and-coming filmmaker um who's a good friend of mine oh. and Ooh. um it's gonna be all around Bristol because that's the only place we can go. <laughs> um, so it's just well, I'm 
I'm going to play like spot the landmark in that. And that sounds great. Now, coming towards the end of our time today, mm. but I do have to ask, where do you think we're going to go from here, Lisa? What do you think is going to come up in the immediate or not so immediate future? Well, um, I think it's going to be really tough. And I think people should pace themselves because I think it'll be slower than a lot of people want it to be in terms of getting back to gigs. Um, but I really kind of have this gut feeling that once it is back up and running, that people are going to be mad for it. Like Roaring Twenties kind of thing. You know, <laughs> everyone's been Round sat two. at home. <laughs> I think it's going to be great when things kick off, but I just think people, we need to pace ourselves and accept that this might be a slow amble back long slog yeah yeah well thank you for joining me today and thank you for not giving up on your musical dreams and creating things it'd be so sad to see like another musician who's just given it all up completely oh well i can't do um, that because stay strong you know don't don't fight your dreams either i know (laughs) yeah keep keep the obsessions and I look forward to seeing you, Lisa, probably at the end of your degree. So see you in oh, like half a year, a year. I will you see know. you then for more cucumbers. Yeah, more cucumbers. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. And there you have it. Lisa Martin or Adarin. I, I've probably still said that wrong. I tried. Okay, I tried. So next up, I have a little snippet for you of Lisa's track, Lucas Aid. Check it out. Have a listen and head over to her social media for more from Lisa. Until next time, here's Lucas You shake me up